We were speaking to Peter Dillon, who was the chairman of Ocean Spray. Uh, we were talking about world wine production, uh, which is expected to fall to its lowest level in 60 years uh, this year due to a poor harvest in the Southern Hemisphere and some European countries. Uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, Australia, Argentina, Chile, South Africa and Brazil recorded year-over-year reduction in wine production anywhere between 10 and 30 percent. Italian wine production is expected to drop by about 12 percent. That tumble actually means that Italy will lose its position as the world's largest wine producer, with France set to reclaim that number one spot for the first time uh, in nine years. Now, not all is bad. Spain isn't doing very well either. But in the United States, uh, thanks to cool temperatures and heavy winter rains in Napa and Sonoma regions, um, it's expected wine output from the United States would be up by about 12% compared uh, to 2022. But uh, Mr. Dillon and I, when we talked, really talked about climate change, not just its impact on the wine industry, but the broader impact it's going to have on food production and now how we need to be more climate resilient when it comes to food security and food here in British Columbia. Take a listen to his comments. What we're seeing with climate change is how it's affecting crops like grapes and, and other crops as well. The production uh, globally is dropping. And uh, in fact, if you look at Europe, uh, a lot of crops this year didn't get harvested because of the heat that was going on there. And uh, the, the fruit or the vegetables just ended up you know, being cooked on the plant. You've, saw, you've seen now in, in India as well, the ban of any export of rice. Uh, India is one of the largest, if not the largest exporter of rice. And they're going through tremendous droughts as well. And now the, the, the conversation around the resilience of your food security is really in question. That was uh, Peter Dillon who joined us at 4.30 to talk about this issue. But you can't talk about wine and not think about the Okanagan and our own wine industry. Joining me now to talk a little bit about climate change and the wine industry here uh, in British Columbia is Miles Proden. He's president and CEO of the Wine Growers of British Columbia. Miles, thank you for joining us once again. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, your thoughts, first and foremost, uh, the, the, the news about world wine, produ- wine production expected to fall to its lowest level in 60 years here in 2023. Uh, were you expecting that? Uh, well, I can say, given what we're seeing here in BC, I, I'm not surprised. Um, I also note, though, that uh, France, for instance, has uh, got an oversupply. Um, mm. It's very regional worldwide. And in fact, uh, the French government are paying uh, wine growers, uh, grape growers in France to actually tear out vines. So uh, it, there's a huge imbalance just because the way of climate change is shifting uh, what can grow well and where. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're certainly seeing that here in BC uh, with uh, grape growing. So for our audience, give us a snapshot of the industry today and now. What's it look like? Well, I can tell you that it is not good in terms of production. Um, We've seen a steady decline in the amount of grapes we're able to take off of our planted vineyards. And we've seen that over the last uh, five or six years and had a good hard look at it to determine exactly what was causing that as best we could. And of course, uh, not to our surprise, climate change. And climate change uh, comes in all various forms and conditions uh, and a lot of terms people will be familiar with that probably weren't in the lexicon that long ago. Uh, heat domes, atmospheric rivers, um, and the rest of it. Freeze events is what's really impacting us. But So we've seen a decline in, in what we're able to produce uh, and actually harvest. And last year uh, was an exceptionally hard uh, winter where uh, we've lost 50% of our grapes this year. So that means 
winemakers are going to have 50% less grapes to make uh, wine with this year. That obviously is going to have the impact on, on the, uh, the, uh, the, the, on the viability of their business. Um, and the wildfires that we see in the summertime, do, does that have uh, an impact on the industry as well? Absolutely. Not necessarily on the grape growing. There is, mm-hmm. there is uh, a whole uh, aspect of smoke uh, impact and how does that smoke impact the actual grapes. Um, but really where that has the most direct effect is on tourism. Wineries uh, across BC, not just here in the Okanagan, may make the most value or the most profit from their wine when they sell it directly from the winery. Um, but when there are fires and uh, travel bans and uh, rock slides and uh, mm-hmm. all the other uh, all the other barriers to travel, uh, that's really preventing wineries from being able to sell their wine. And so, uh, uh, what wine we're able to produce, uh, not having access to the market again, just to, it just creates that perfect storm for. Uh, for a very, for uncertainty in, in the industry. Uh, Mr. Dillon, in, in, in our previous interview with him at 4.30, talked about uh, the climate change and its impact on the broader food production uh, in, in, in the world. I mean, in many ways, you know, the world has always, especially its farmers and growers have always, whether it's through agricultural practices or through science, have been able to grow more and more food as the global population grows. And Mr. Dillon's core challenge here, he says, is that for the first time we're having difficulty doing that. Uh, and he used some examples, India being a good example of, you know, where they've said, we're not exporting rice because we're concerned that we may not have enough, which of course sends shockwaves as a staple food uh, throughout the world and especially Asia. So as an industry, as a wine industry, what does that mean in regards to uh, the types of grapes you're growing? I mean, do you have to change the types of grapes you're growing or how do you deal with the issue of climate change? Because it's not going anywhere. No, it's 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 a good point, and Mr. Dillon's correct. I mean, you know, the green revolution that uh, got us to sort of where we are today is uh, is maybe run its course, or maybe didn't consider at least uh, the conditions we're facing with climate change. And and the grape growing industry is is no different here in in, in BC. Um, but again, as you point out, it's growing, it's farming. Um, and regardless of what you're farming, um, climate has has a direct impact. Mother Nature can be fickle, and uh, it sure throws uh, curveballs out there. Listen, our, our wine industry in terms of grapes is not that old. I mean, we've been making, growing and making wine uh, in uh, the Okanagan at least for, you know, over 100 years. But it's only been in the last 35 years where we've really replanted uh, and put into place the grapes that have brought us the success we uh, have today. And that was really driven by the free trade agreement, which we learned we were going to have to really up our game in, in what, what plants we were planting and able to uh, take advantage of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't know what we were doing. Um, we didn't have a lot of history of, uh, of a nifra grape and where to plant and, and, and exactly where and when uh, and what type. Uh, but now, 35 years later, we have that, uh, that knowledge. Um, we're seeing uh, a lot of those vines dying off, if not because of the cold weather and climate change, um, but just really because they weren't the right grape in the right place. So with that, that background, with that data and, and knowing what we know today, we have an opportunity to replant. But that's not cheap, and uh, we're going to need some government support to help us with that, and that's in fact what we're asking for today. So what are you looking for when you say government support? Is it direct assistance? Is it a longer-term um uh, sort of help in regards to helping this industry, you know, make those changes that may take five, six, seven, ten years to make that transition to uh, an industry that is able to deal with the issue with the issues in and around climate change. What kind of things are you looking for when it comes to help? Yeah, no, we need. We were asking uh, at least for some uh, some help with uh, the replant programs. I say. In, 
35 years ago when free trade came in, there were some, uh, there was a very good uh, provincial federal uh, program that helped us uh, to replant those, those plants. Hmm. And we're going to need to do that again. This is very much uh, caused by climate change and, and, and we need that support. You know, the grape industry and wine industry uh, is unique in terms of uh, the value add. It's the highest value add ag product that there is. Uh, and so that that's a tremendous contributor to the economy, but also uh, the tourism side of things, the spin-off, the economic impact, uh, especially in rural BC, is not insignificant. And um, the sort of the, the the destination that we've built around wine tourism here in the province, and what that means again to sort of rural communities, um, is 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 real. And so um, we contribute to the economy, to taxes, to employment, and uh, and we need to make sure that we're viable for climate change because it is not going away. But fortunately, um, our growers are resilient and they're up for the task, and uh, we just need to make sure we've got, as I say, the right plant in the right place. Should we expect, my final question to you, and, and, and I don't, uh, I'm not going to hold you to the <laughs> exact number, but should we just be expecting to pay more for wine uh, come Christmas and into the new year? No, it's a fair question. Um, you, uh, you know, so we know that uh, BC wine is not the cheapest op- opportunity for consumers. I mean, you walk into any liquor store around the province and uh, you see shelves full of uh, cheap foreign, uh, you know, wine that's available. So we, we respect uh, that consumers have a choice and, uh, and, and we've been very reluctant to pass on even the costs of, uh, of making wine that we've had today. Um, you know, with inflation, we realize everyone has uh, inflation pressures. And so we just aren't willing to pass that along to consumers. They've been good to us here in BC getting us to where we are. And we support that. And uh, and we appreciate that. So even with low supply doesn't mean uh, that we're going to be uh, going up in price. Um, You know, things could turn around, uh, not instantly, but, uh, you know, over time. And we want to make sure that we're taking care of the the customers that have taken care of us to get get us to where we are today with fabulous 100% BC BQA wine. Miles, uh, really appreciate you making time for uh, for our audience today. It's a, it's a very big uh, issue and an existential challenge for, for farmers and for wine, uh, grape growers around the world. Really appreciate you making time for us today. As, as always, a pleasure for uh, joining you and I appreciate the interest. All Thank right. you.